Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade then there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Who killed John F. Kennedy and why? We're going to give the definitive answer on the show today. What, Chris? What? We're going all in today, baby. All in. I don't have to. Look, I'm not a journalist. I don't have to present facts. I present whatever I feel like presenting. I'll explain in a little bit. Let's talk about a young man by the name of Sam Giancana. This is probably, unless you're a mob fan, this is probably not somebody you've ever heard of in your life, which is stunning. Considering everything that happened in his life and everything that happened because of him and all the powerful people he was connected with and the way it all ended, it is amazing. More people have not heard of Sam Giancana. It's stunning everybody's heard of Al Capone. Everybody's heard of Al Capone. Now, I love a good Al Capone story as much as the next man. I'll probably tell his story soon, over the next month or so. But Al Capone was laughed at by his other, by his fellow Mafia bosses by his fellow Mafia Dons. Historically, Al Capone is a punchline. John Gotti, too. Everybody knows John Gotti, the Teflon Don, John Gotti. John Gotti's a punchline. They were the loud, obnoxious ones who burned really bright shortly, and like all the loud, obnoxious ones do, they fade away. The mega-powerful ones are the ones people don't talk about unless they're mob fans. Back to Sam. He's born in Chicago, 1918, in Little Italy. And he is born very, very poor. Mother dies when he's very young. His father runs a food stand. You think you know what food stands are like because you've been to a flea market, because you've seen a hot dog stand in New York City. But in big cities back in this time, this was not unique to Chicago, back in this time, weather permitting food stands were a way of life, especially in the poorer immigrant communities because they couldn't afford the rent of a shop. So you had to scrape by. Oftentimes you had to pay somebody for the privilege of setting up your food stand in this designated area. And Sam's father sold fruit. I don't think I have to elaborate for you. That's probably tough to feed a family as a single parent selling fruit, whether it be 1918, 2018, or 1418. Not a ton of profit margin in peaches. Sam's father was also horrifically abusive to him. When I say abusive, I mean 
chaining him to a tree in the backyard, flogging him and leaving him chained to said tree overnight. This is a man who had a rough upbringing. And Chicago, just so we give you an overview of things, should you be unfamiliar, Chicago is run by one mafia family. One. To this day, there's one. In New York, there are five. You've heard of the five families in New York, five families, five families, and they really are the head of the mafia for the entire country. Virtually all the others work for the New York mafia, kind of. It's hard to explain. Chicago, however, and I've always found this to be very odd because it's such a huge city, Chicago has one and only one, not a second one allowed, and the Chicago one is called the Outfit. Call it the Outfit. They are notorious for a couple different things, one of them being violence. I know what you're thinking right now. Well, yes, Jesse, it's organized crime. Of course they're violent. No, you don't understand. There are levels in everything. It's easy for you and I to point to anybody associated with the mafia or any mob family and say to ourselves, you have a bunch of violent murderers. Not necessarily. There have been a bunch of guys in organized crime who really didn't like killing. There had a bunch of families who really told people stay away from that. They thought it brought too much law enforcement heat. Wasn't a moral stance. And there are some people who weren't really comfortable with it. Again, these are not all psychopathic killers. Some of them most definitely are. And every family employs one or two because you always got to have somebody to take out the trash now and then, so to speak. But it is not the rule that a family is violent. Chicago, overall, their history is extreme violence. I mean, violence as in, in this general era, finding a man who walked into a federal building, assuming he walked into the federal building to rat on the mob for the cops. His name was Action Jackson. That's what they called it. Action, by the way, was gambling action. It wasn't from the movies. The Chicago Mafia sent a man, an insane man, we'll go into his story another time, over to grab this individual. He grabbed Action Jackson. He was huge. He was like 300 pounds with some friends, took him to, I believe it was a meatpacking plant or a butcher shop, placed one of those gigantic meat hooks where the sun don't shine, lifted him off the ground, and proceeded to torture him for days. By the way, Action Jackson was not a federal informant. It was all a big misunderstanding. Tortured him for days, and not only did they do this, once they killed him, they left him in a place where he would be publicly found. That is very much the Chicago Mafia. It's rare that you will see the New York Mafia do such things so publicly. Quick side note on that. As a random Mafia code thing, it's not uncommon for a member or an associate of the Mafia to be called to a federal building. FBI wants to see you, so on and so forth. You don't get killed instantly walking in. 
You do get killed if you don't tell anybody. You must check in with someone and say, I've been called down. I'm going down. Otherwise, you know what they're thinking when they catch you walking up the steps. Kind of a funny story. There's been a miscommunication on this. They actually outlined this in that Netflix show. Shoot, I forgot. Oh, they, they say you paint houses. There's a Netflix show they made off that book, and I forget exactly what it is. Was that the name of the Netflix show as well, Chris? Look that up. I heard you paint houses was the name of the book. It was a great book about Frank Sheeran. He was this longtime mafia hitman, and he ends up killing a mob guy who was seen going into a federal building. The Netflix movie is called The Irishman. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Anyway. Frank Sheeran, this mafia hitman, talks about a mafia guy he killed who was also seen going into a federal building, didn't check in with anyone, except, oops, he did check in with somebody, and that somebody forgot to pass the info along. (laughs) It's not funny, but it is kind of funny. It's a little darkly funny. We can be dark. Anyway, Chicago Outfit, they have a unique thing going. They have a farm system. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. You need to diversify where you put your money. And that can be hard for us. I I will admit it was hard for me at first. I don't like change. I don't like moving things around. Well, this this has always worked, but understand this. Stocks and bonds don't only grow. Look at the history. How often do I talk about history? Look at the history of the stock market. There is going to be a correction. They thought there was going to be a market correction before all this coronavirus stuff. Now you see what they're talking about? Inflation? Have you seen the news? Of course there's going to be when you print trillions of dollars in unpacked unpacked currency. You have all these businesses closing, 50 million people unemployed. Just please protect yourself. Get a gold IRA from Gold Alliance. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Go there now. You don't wake up one day, walk down to the office of the outfit and knock on the door. Secretary lets you in, asks you what you want, and you say, I would like an application. I feel like I'm the right man for the job. Do you have any openings? I know you're going to find that shocking, but that's not how that works in organized crime. You start small. You start outside of the organization and they look at you and try to figure out if you're going to be useful to them. 
And there are two things that organized crime needs at all times. And oftentimes these are separate people. They need moneymakers. They need killers. Always. You have to find somebody with the brains to make the money. You have to find a killer who will murder anybody who tries to stop you from doing that thing to make the money. Those are the two ways You can generally get made, as it's called, in the mafia. Are you somebody who makes money for the family? Are you somebody who kills for the family? And in very rare cases, you find somebody who can do both. There was a gang, a street gang in Chicago called the 42s or the 42 Thieves. They were not what you'd expect a normal street gang to be. They did normal, some normal street gang stuff, but in general, they were treated by the Chicago outfit as a farm team, just like in baseball, not making this up. They would watch the gang, observe it. The gang would give reports and they would look for young upcoming stars. Wow. This guy really has a knack for violence. I think we need to bring him in. Ooh, this guy's a moneymaker. Let's give him a let's give him a longer look. We're talking ages 12, 13 to 25. Young, violent, often directionless, angry young men. They get their eyes on this young man, Sam Giancana, and they see a star. He's a moneymaker. And he's a killer by the time he's 20 years old. He's already the prime suspect in three murders. And those are, again, the ones they know about. If you're the prime suspect in three by the time you're 20, you've probably killed 10 by that point in time. But we are talking about Chicago, and we need to take a minute for that because if you think it's different today, you have another thing coming. Chicago is the most mob-run town in the United States of America. And at this point, early 1900s to mid-1900s, 70s, 60s, Chicago is entirely controlled by the mafia. I used to wash golf clubs a lot. And when you wash golf clubs, you end up talking to a bunch of really rich people from a bunch of different places. And then they put on pro tournaments where you're at. You just, you get a big... You get, you get to diversify your talking to list. I'll tell you that much. People from all walks of life, all over the country, you get to diversify. And one man who I will not say his role, but he was heavily involved in the golf area of a major Chicago golf course. He and I were talking one day and he said it was the norm every single day of the week. The Chicago mayor himself would show up for a tea time about 20 minutes before the Chicago mob boss would show up for a tea time and they would meet out on the third hole so they weren't showing up together and golf for four hours a day. That's Chicago. One of the places around Chicago had a mayor, Al Capone, showed up on City Hall in front of the police officers and grabbed the mayor and threw him down the stairs and walked away without getting arrested. That's power. 
they owned the judges, they owned the politicians, they owned several of the cops. It is as dark as it gets. So when I say prime suspect in three murders, oh, he was never charged. Oh, no, he's not going down for that. Well, look, we know he did it, but I mean, come on. Every, who, who among us hasn't made a mistake? And he starts working his way up through the outfit. Now, he gets to know a man named Eddie Jones. You don't need to worry about remembering that name. Eddie Jones is a black gangster, not in any way unheard of. Now, it's unheard of for the families. He wouldn't have been part of the mafia families, but both in New York and Chicago, a black gangster was not uncommon. Great history. Great history. See, Chris, this is what happens when I get into it. There's there's a lot of history there that I may or may not find very interesting. One of the things the black gangsters did really, really well was running numbers. They would they would run and it was a legal numbers racket. It's illegal gambling. All right, that's the best way I can put it. An illegal lottery, if you will. And Eddie Jones takes in young Sam Giancana and teaches him the ways. Teaches him not only the ways of running numbers, of running, you know, a gambling operation. Teaches him how to run individual establishments. Actually puts Sam, who obviously rises quickly in charge of one of these establishments. And what does Sam do? In order to show off for the outfit bosses, he promptly murders Jones's prime rival and then walks into Jones's office and says, thanks for all the mentoring. You need to kindly leave town now. I just took over everything you have. Goodbye. Jones wisely packed up his stuff and rolled on out of town. Things like this are the reason when they needed a new boss in Chicago, they looked at young Sam Giancana and said, this is the guy who can make money. It's all about money. Everything is to facilitate making money, even the killing. Boom. Now this young abused boy is the boss of the Chicago mafia, the outfit. Life is good, right? It would have been. If it wasn't for those freaking Kennedys. Now let's do a little rewind here. John F. Kennedy is in an election against Richard Nixon. This is a close election. Everybody in the country knows it's going to be close. And John F. Kennedy has a gigantic wart on his political resume that is going to keep him out of the Oval Office if he doesn't do something about it or do something to cover it up or get past it. And what is that gigantic wart? He's an Irish Catholic. I know you're probably laughing. I thought that was absurd, too, when I started learning about it. But Irish Catholic bias in the United States of America was a big Big deal back then. There had never been an Irish Catholic president elected in the United States of America, ever. It was a Protestant nation. It was founded as Protestant. Irish Catholic was, to say looked down upon, would be putting it mildly. Not thought highly of. Now, Kennedy's in this election. He kind of should beat Nixon, but the Irish Catholic thing is a big problem. And what he really, really needs is the state of Illinois. Illinois is thought to be going Republican for Nixon, but it's going to be close. 
Now let's dwell on the Kennedy family for a moment. Kennedy's father, Jack Kennedy. This, I'll tell you when we go into the rumor area and the non-rumor area, just so we can be clear on what I believe versus what the facts are. It is, well, try to be as delicate as possible here, Chris. You know me. Hang on, I'll explain. Home title theft is sweeping the United States of America. It was bad before all the coronavirus lockdowns. It's only gotten worse. Cybercrime is going up through the roof because everybody is online more, including the criminals. You're at home online more, putting your information out there. The criminals are online more looking for it. And your home title is not a piece of paper anymore. Your home title is digital. It is nothing for these cyber criminals to get their hands on it, forge your signature on it, and get a loan out against it that you have to pay back. Not your home insurance. Obviously not the crook who will be long gone. You do. Or you're going to be evicted from your home. It's happening. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Don't forget to use the promo code JESSE when you get there. Get yourself 30 days free protection. Again, I will tell you when we move from rumor to pretty much established fact, as established as it can be, It is an established fact the Nixon-Kennedy race is going to be very, very close. It's an established fact they needed Illinois. The race would probably be decided in Illinois. And Jack Kennedy had long wanted a son to be president of the United States. Remember, Jack Kennedy was a powerful man. At one point in time, he was one of FDR's ambassadors to England. This dude was a heavy, heavy political hitter. He originally wanted JFK's older brother to be president of the United States. Older brother gets killed. Falls to John. Jack Kennedy is more, though, than just a man with political connections. He's a man with other connections. A man with organized crime connections. And I'm talking running booze into the United States during Prohibition connections. Yeah, those Kennedys. He also knows a man named Frank Sinatra. Maybe you've heard of him. Sinatra had several mafia friends. We are not in the rumor area. This is, this is the fact. He needed Illinois. He needed Illinois for his Irish Catholic son, and he knew if anybody could deliver the votes in Illinois It would be the mob. Now, how would the mob deliver votes? Yes, there are rumors of them flat out intimidating people at the polls before they go to the polls. But there are also more subtle ways the mob would get votes, rally votes. 
They would take a local politician and they would do something like buy him brand new office furniture. Now, you laugh at that. You roll your eyes at that probably. Have you ever been in maybe a crappy low-level government job or in some kind of startup company? Ever been in a startup company? I certainly have. The chairs are rickety. The desk sucks. You can't even afford a little beer fridge for the office to keep your lunch cold until you warm it up in the $20 nuker you bought. It's a quality of life issue. Somebody shows up one day with brand new desks, full fridge, installs a stove in the office so you can cook there. It does make everything in your life better. That's what they would do. They would also give what they would call walking around money. They'd hand bags of cash to mob guys who would hand them out and flat out tell you to vote a certain way. And there are wards in Chicago where the mob controlled everything, the unions and everything else. They went all in for John F. Kennedy because why not have the president of the United States of America owing you some favors? We know this. We also know JFK won the entire state of Illinois where there are 3 million voters. He won it by 10,000 votes. He beat Richard Nixon nationally by one-tenth of 1%. Sam Giancana, and it wasn't just Giancana. There were a lot of powerful, powerful mob figures in this country who felt one they were responsible for JFK getting elected. They were caught on wiretaps saying this several times. We got him elected. One, they felt responsible for it. And two, they felt they would finally get JFK's younger brother off their backs. And what do I mean about off their backs? I mean this. There was this thing called the McClellan hearings. Bobby Kennedy was the main voice in these McClellan hearings. And what the McClellan hearings were, were frankly the Brett Kavanaugh show trial and the OJ Simpson trial all rolled up into one in terms of popularity in the United States of America. Americans, every culture is obsessed with criminals, especially kind of dashing criminals, daring criminals. No one likes the scummy guy, but ah, he's in a suit and drives a fancy car. And sure, he sticks a nice pick in people's ears, but I want to hear what he does. Well, the mafia gets the lid blown off it, and they have McClellan hearings where they haul the most powerful mafia guys in the country on camera in front of Congress, and they get grilled and grilled by people like Bobby Kennedy. And this is where, now we're moving into the rumor mill portion, this is where a lot of people believe he began to sign his brother's death warrant. When he hauled these mob guys in front of him on camera, these guys were people who had never been on camera before, didn't want to be seen on camera He would haul them in front of him, and he would flat out embarrass some of the most powerful men in the United States of America. To Giancana personally, Giancana would just laugh and take the Fifth Amendment every time Bobby Kennedy said something to him. There's still audio of this you can catch to this day. Bobby Kennedy said to him, 
Are you just going to giggle like that? I thought only little girls giggled like that. I don't think I have to tell you how well that went over with a powerful mob boss who would snap his fingers and have you killed. He was livid. Now, you get his older brother elected president, you get his older brother elected president, and all I can do is say what we all assume at this point in time. I'm assuming there were some assurances, and the mob guys said there were assurances, but again, we don't know this. I'm assuming there were some assurances. Okay, we got John F. Kennedy elected president. This Bobby Kennedy guy is going to back off now because this has to stop. We want to be left alone. JFK gets elected president of the United States of America and promptly appoints his younger mob-hating brother, Bobby Kennedy, as attorney-freaking-general of America. Bobby Kennedy took this very, 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 very seriously. And when I say very seriously, I mean, there were 10 FBI agents in all of Chicago when Bobby Kennedy took over. Immediately, there were 60. Immediately, they began wiretapping people, which is something they hadn't done before and didn't have the authority to do, except Bobby Kennedy decided to designate organized crime as a national security risk, giving him the authority to track these guys down. And... He's harassing them, endlessly harassing them. He has Sam Giancana followed everywhere. He has him followed to his mother's or or to his girlfriend's house. Has him followed to his golf course. And I don't mean follow distant. The FBI would be right on his tail harassing him. The FBI actually bugged the room, the hotel room of his girlfriend. And let's dwell on her for a minute. Giancana was dating a woman, a total dime, by the way, named Phyllis McGuire. She was a famous singer. And the mob guys hated that, that he was messing around with a famous person. You didn't do that in the mob. It brought heat. They're all over Giancana, and Giancana loses his mind. Now, let's step into conspiracy theory land for a moment, which is one I always have believed. You've heard me talk about it before. Lee Harvey Oswald. You know the name, obviously. His uncle was a bookmaker. A bookmaker for who? Carlos Marcello, the godfather of the New Orleans Mafia. The man who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, a Mr. Jack Ruby. Guess who he was connected to? Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. I have been that veteran, fresh back from combat, combat, out in the world, who went to work all day, got by. 
when the day was done, I used to go back to my apartment that I had by myself, shut out all the lights, close all the blinds, and sit there in the dark. When you come back from things, sometimes you need help. And I will tell you, you don't feel like anybody understands. And it's real easy to reach for the bottle of booze, bottle of pills. Warriors Heart Foundation is finding these veterans and taking them in and getting them back on their feet. They have a 40-bed, 543-acre ranch that's helping veterans. It's a 501c3. Go to warriorsheart.com slash the first or call 866-950-0636 if you're hurting. Jesse Kelly. Jack Ruby, the man who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. He owned a Dallas strip club. Turns out it was a chain of strip clubs run by New Orleans Mafia boss Carlos Marcello. Now, what's the connection behind all this? Cuba. Let's go to Cuba for a moment. The mafia, pre-Castro, when Batista was in charge of of Cuba, the mafia made a fortune in Cuba. America made a fortune in Cuba. You see, we were kind of a, what's a nice way to put this, kind of a protectorate of Cuba, pre-Castro. Cuba had a huge sugar crop. We love sugar here in America. Cuba is a beautiful vacation destination. So I hear, I don't know. I clearly haven't been in my lifetime. It's supposed to be beautiful down there. The mafia casinos right up their alley. Alcohol, gambling, women right up mafia alley. It was tropical Las Vegas, apparently, from what I hear again. I didn't experience it, and neither will you. Apparently, it was beautiful, and the mafia was killing it down there. In comes Fidel Castro. Communist takeover of the nation instantly kicks all the mob guys and Americans out of Cuba. Nationalizes everything. You're gone. You know, commies doing commie things. America is furious about this for two different reasons. Very concerned about the spread of communism at this time. Castro had all kinds of ties, obviously, to the Soviet Union. And very concerned, don't discount this, it wasn't all about the patriotism and no more commies. Very concerned about the money that is no longer coming in. They want Castro dead. If you want somebody killed in a place they're familiar with, it's probably not a bad idea to get a hold of the American Mafia. They did. They got a hold of people like Sam Giancana, Santo Traficante, who was the head of the Florida mob, and Carlos Marcelo and others. I'm sure this is just, I can only hit the 30,000-foot view because they weren't taking meeting minutes when the American CIA was meeting with the mob. Help us kill Castro. 
There was a connection there, a big-time, big-time connection there. We're going to set that aside for a moment. Back to the assassination. It is common, a common thing for the mafia to use a borderline insane person as a patsy to murder somebody else. They did it when they killed Joe Colombo. The mob killed Joe Colombo. It was an actual uh, insane black dude who pulled the trigger. This is what they do. Apparently, it was something they perfected in Sicily. Lee Harvey Oswald pulls the trigger. And then, miraculously, and I realize we're in the rumor area here, but come on. Lee Harvey Oswald pulls the trigger and then gets killed by a mafia-connected Jack Ruby while being transferred. You really expect me to believe that? And Jack Ruby, who'd spent his life as a mafia hanger-on, a mafia wannabe, a mafia-connected guy, just stands up and says, I was just overwhelmed with patriotism. Get serious. I'll never believe that in a million years. Now we bring in the part where people say the CIA helped the mob do it because JFK was talking about breaking up the CIA after the failed Bay of Pigs things. That's where JFK dropped that famous line, I'm going to break the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter them to the winds. I don't know about that. I do know this as somebody who geeks out on mafia history and I've read every biography you can possibly get your hands on. I obviously don't have documentation, but there is a lot, a mountain of evidence. The mafia was involved in the killing of John F. Kennedy, a mountain of it. John F. Kennedy dies. LBJ and Bobby Kennedy despise each other. Within a year, Bobby Kennedy's out. Should also be noted, post-Kennedy's killing, Bobby Kennedy, seen by several friends and family members, blaming himself for the death of his brother. Why do you think that is? All right, that's it. Chris, I'm done with the conspiracy theory stuff today. I'm going to get back to Sam. I just, this is one of those things that blows me away. Maybe because I've read too much on it. It's one of those things that blows me away that it's more not more commonly thought of. As far as conspiracy goes, it has more legs on it than you can possibly imagine. I mean, come on. Everybody involved in the killing and then the killing of the killer is attached to the mob. Come on. The mob hated him. The mob did help get JFK elected. After Giancana's death, Santo Traficante was caught on wiretap talking to Carlos Marcella, saying now there are only two people who know who killed Kennedy, and they ain't talking. Not making it up. That happened. Hang on. Atlantic flag and pole prioritizes something that I prioritize big time made in America. You've heard me talk to you about this a million times on the show. I used to never care. I used to blow it off and I wish I had 
Oh, who cares if it's who cares if it's made in China? I care now. Look at what China has done to us. Let's start funding American jobs with American businesses. Atlantic Flag and Pole, it's a small family business full of patriots, and they have one goal, to get an American flag flying in every single yard in the United States of America. That's really cool. With American-made aluminum. And they have a really cool design as well. It's easy to install, and the flag doesn't get bunched up. It swivels around, so you never have to go out and un- unfurl the flag. Go to AtlanticFlagPole.com. That's AtlanticFlagPole.com. Don't forget to enter the discount code JESSE. Gets you 10% off your flagpole. One final item. Have you heard the Campisi family? Campisi family was the Dallas Mafia family at the time. Guess who Jack Ruby had dinner with the night before? The number two man in the Campisi family. All right, that's it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Back to Giancana. They're still after him. They're after him hard. This is post-JFK death. They decide they have a plan. They can't nail Giancana on anything. He was too slick for that. But they think they can pressure him into doing something. So they come up with what is kind of kind of brilliant and at the same time a little dirty. Sometimes you find yourself when you're digging into these mafia stories thinking, man, that's kind of a dirty move by the government. They shouldn't be doing that, which is a terrible way to think. Hang on, I'll explain. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Justice Department comes up with a plan, and the plan is dark and devious and brilliant. They're going to bring in a bunch of people Sam Giancana knows inside a grand jury, you know, totally sealed, totally private, and force them to testify about various things. So it's going to make him awfully, awfully nervous, trying to rattle him. They're even going to bring in his girlfriend, Phyllis McGuire. Then they're going to bring in Giancana, and they're going to offer him, get this, blanket immunity for everything he's ever done if he testifies. Now, you may be thinking, that's insane. What are they thinking? Well, there was a bunch of arguing about that, but the thinking went, 
This is a man who held to the mafia code of silence. If you offer him blanket immunity, he can't do what he's been doing the whole time. Take the Fifth Amendment because you're not incriminating yourself. You have immunity for everything. So you've given him the option. Either you accept and testify or you again refuse to testify. Now you're in contempt of court. And that's, of course, what Sam Giancana did. And this is one of the first times the country had seen this. He refused to testify. They promptly locked him away in a Cook County jail. Country starts freaking out. The mob guys. Sam Giancana, the rumor was, was not taking well to jail. And he was always a bit of a louder Don Again, dating famous singers, bouncing around the country, European vacations. He didn't take well to jail. By the time he gets out of jail, fair or not, the mafia bosses in the country decided that's about enough Sam Giancana. However, he must have either just been powerful enough or had enough friends or... Maybe because he hadn't ratted on anybody, they offered him a retirement package. How about that? Little golden parachute from the mob, Chris. No big deal. Got a severance package. They let him just go away. Retire. Retire rich. Keep your money, but go away. And Sam Giancana does. He goes away. He retires to what I'm told. I have never seen pictures of it. What I'm told is a beautiful Mexican villa. He retires to Mexico. Retires to a Mexican villa. Chilling out. I'm totally guessing here. I'm guessing he's got a he guess he's got a little Mexican maid, probably Mexican chef, probably got some Mexican dudes doing the lawn. House of servants, a guy that wealthy, especially at this point in time, is going to be able to live pretty well in Mexico because the dollar is going to go a long way. (laughs) Doing pretty well for himself. But there's a problem. Remember when we talked about the CIA and the mafia being involved with each other in the Bay of Pigs? We pretty much know that. The country starts to get a little antsy. There still aren't solid answers about what happened to JFK, and the country's starting to ask questions about just just what kind of a role did the CIA have? Did they have a role? These were real questions being asked. This wasn't conspiracy theory stuff. Again, I'm not the one bringing this up. The country was all, wait a minute. This looks really bad. You know what we need We need Sam Giancana back here under another grand jury to testify. Well, Sam Giancana's in Mexico. America and Mexico are joined. Always have been, always will be. We share a long border. We need each other. It doesn't take a lot if we really, really want something to put pressure on the Mexican government to get them to do something. Why do you think Trump's been so successful slowing down illegal immigration on the border? He started using that leverage. They used the leverage again. Sooner or later, Mexican armies knocking on Sam Giancana's door. Pack up your stuff. You're leaving our country. We want you gone. 
Guess who was waiting for Sam Giancana with open arms when he hits the United States of America? That's right, the DOJ. The Chicago outfit, the mafia in general, at this point considered him to be a massive liability. They thought he was too weak. They worried he would break under testimony. So one night, Sam Giancana... In his home in Chicago, before his grand jury, I believe it was the night before, don't quote me on that, before his grand jury is cooking up sausage and peppers over the stove, somebody, we will never know who, knocks on the door, and it's somebody Sam Giancana knew very well because he let this person in and let them in without any struggle and then turned back around to his sausage and peppers turning his back on the person. That was the last thing he ever did. He was promptly shot in the back of the head and then rolled over and given six more shots to his face. That is important. That is a message. And to, to, to back to the subject of the he knew the guy thing, that is commonplace in the American mafia. If you've, if you've, gosh, if you've seen enough movies, let alone read the books about it and things like that, that's what they would do if they're ever going to kill one of their own. They pick your best friend and they send him over to your house so you won't ever suspect him at all. I told you about that book. I heard you paint houses. And, of course, they made the Netflix movie over it. And the guy talks about, Frank Sheeran talks about killing Jimmy Hoffa in it. And, of course, they show it in the movie. I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you. But it's been out for like two years. It's on you by this point in time if you haven't seen it. And why did they use Frank Sheeran? Because he was Hoffa's best friend. And Hoffa was never going to expect it at all. That's how things are done. And that is the story of Sam Giancana and one of, if not the most powerful mafia bosses ever, and the man who possibly took out the president of the United States of America. It can be easy. It is the easiest thing when you're in power to feel like it's going to last forever, to feel invincible, because we all get used to that, don't we? Don't we? If that's all you've ever known, it's power over this, power over that, it can be so easy to feel invincible. And for a time, you can be. And maybe your whole life you will be, and maybe the next guy will be, and maybe the next guy will be. But history shows us for a fact there is a shelf life on power. There is. And when that expiration date comes, it can be a shock to the person who's only ever known it. What are you thinking If you're Bobby Kennedy and you're publicly embarrassing 
the highest levels of power of organized crime, mocking them to their faces, attacking them, destroying them. What you're thinking is this. Well, you're thinking two things. One, I want to get elected to high, high office when my brother's done with it. And two, what can they do to me? Be careful with that thinking. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. Home title theft is a big, big problem in this country. It's hard for us to adjust to the new way of thinking. Home titles aren't sitting in a dusty bank vault somewhere for Jesse James to come in and steal. Those days are long, long gone. Home titles, they exist digitally now. And these cyber thieves, they're really good. I don't have another way to put it. It's not difficult for them to get their hands on it. Home title lock, they employ an expert at it. He got a hold of mine and did it to me in 10 minutes so I could see how easy it was. They're going to get your home title. They're going to forge your signature on it, and they're going to take a loan out against it that you have to pay back. Protect yourself. Go get HomeTitleLock.com now. While you're at HomeTitleLock.com, put in your address. See if you're already a victim. You may be. Don't forget to use the code JESSE while you're there. Get 30 free days of protection. I'm getting... A thousand emails from you, and you're welcome to email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Again, I read all your emails. I probably, almost definitely will not respond. I get way too many, just don't have time for it, but I will read them. They go to Chris, Chris prints them off for me, I read them. So you don't have to badmouth Chris anymore in your emails. (laughs) Or you can, that would be hilarious. But I've had this article emailed to me about 9,000 times in the past 12 hours. There's a headline, New York Times. The few, the proud, the white, the Marine Corps balks at promoting generals of color. And then they do a little description. Proud and fierce in their identity, the Marines have a singular race problem that critics say is rooted in decades of resistance to change, a handful of white men rule over 185,000 white, African-American, Hispanic, and Asian men and women. I'm tired of this crap. I have had my fill of it. And you left us ripping up every part of this society because you're in total control of the culture now. Had better be real, real careful. 
Leftists are enjoying, well, the spoils of their war. To their credit, as the saying goes, to the victor go the spoils. The leftists won the culture war. They're not winning it. They won it. When you get to a point where you control over 90% of the employees in the federal government, when you control over 90% of the American news media, when you control all of America's entertainment, all of it now, sports, movies, music, and don't shrug that off. I used to make that mistake. Ah, who cares what the, who cares what the quarterback says? America cares. It matters a lot. When every movie and sitcom is pushing what they want instead of what you want, it matters a lot. When every piece of music is pushing what they want instead of what you want, it matters a lot. And on top of all that, they completely control America's education system. Stop this nonsense of we're losing the culture war. We lost it. They own it. I'm not saying we can't ever take it back, but you had better start conducting yourself as the outsider who is completely out of cultural power because you are. I'm going to say something that's going to drive you crazy. You're welcome to call and yell at me. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. I am not entirely convinced that Donald Trump winning his reelection will be good for America. And this is what I mean. I think it'll give you... And I and producer Chris and everybody that thinks like us a false sense of security of where we are as a nation. If I were to give you the option of owning the presidency, so you can have the presidency or you can have the entire education system, the entire American media, American athletes, American corporations now, and all the employees of the federal government. You would pick the latter seven days a week and twice on Sunday. And if you didn't, you were a moron. That is real power. Presidents come and presidents go. Owning the culture educating the next generation in what you believe and teaching them what he believes is bad, that's the real power. And they own it. That said, they better be real careful with this. You may own the culture. You may own the cultural power. But as I've told you a million and one times, societies Seek a balance. There is only so much abuse people will take before people lose their minds. I'm looking at a headline. Philadelphia mayor seen dining indoors while city's restaurants can only serve outside. I'm not even going to go into the story of it. These stories are endless. Of these scumbag politicians across the country. Doing all the things you're not allowed to do. Shutting down your business and then doing whatever they want. 
encouraging these riots and protests and then surrounding themselves by private security and or police so they don't get hurt. You know what? Enjoy it while it lasts, scumbags. Because like all things, there's a shelf life on that. There is an old, old saying, and it is so true. I never understood how true this was when I was younger, but I'm glad I applied the lesson anyway because I assumed it was probably true. That old saying of, be careful how you treat people on the way up because you might meet them again on the way down. Man, is that so true. I can't count how many times I've seen it in every business I've ever been involved in, every single one, from construction to politics to now doing media. It always works like that. Always be careful how you handle your power. If you abuse people with it, Man, you had better pray that shoe never gets on the other foot in your lifetime because it will make your life miserable. It's why I don't worry. We've had this conversation before. It's why I don't worry about nasty people in whatever industry I'm in. You know what I'm talking about. You have poison people like this in your industry. The office gossip. The dude who's always backstabbing someone else to get ahead. Dudu's always bad-mouthing this person or that person. Everybody, everyone has people like that in their industry. Let me tell you something. You don't have to worry about them. Maybe they'll hurt you in the short term or, or hurt your friend in the short term. In the long run, a hundred times out of a hundred, that guy gets what's coming to him. They're coming for the Marine Corps. I know they are. They're already there. They're coming for the churches. I know they are because they're already there. I already lost mine because of this whole Black Lives Matter thing. Giving sermons on white privilege. Go screw yourself, loser. They're coming for everything. They feel more emboldened now. Trump or no Trump, they feel more emboldened now than they've ever felt before. As they should. They won the war. They get the spoils. However, they need to be real careful. The right may have lost the culture war. You and I may have lost that culture war. Nothing we can do about it now. But we're not gone. We're still here. And when they meet us on the way back down, we're going to remember. Hang on. What if you could have a customized walk-in vault, storm shelter, vault door? What if you could have a made-in-America gun safe? You can get all that at Vault Pro. 
Vault Pro is a veteran-owned company, which I love, lifetime warranties, American-made, and you don't just have to accept the things they have stock, even though the stock things they have are incredible. I already own one of their safes. They can customize things for you. They can put shelves in. They can put in work tables. They can put in gun racks. This is the coolest safe company I've ever heard of in my life. Go to vaultprousa.com slash jesse. That's vaultprousa.com slash jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code the first TV. That then you can be entered to win a free handgun pro two safe. Vaultprousa.com slash Jesse. Promo code the first TV. Joining me now, the one, the only, Aaron Elmore. Aaron, again, tell us before we get going about USA Strong. Good morning. USA Strong is an America-first grassroots organization that's looking to really rebuild America and the American middle class through fair trade deals for this great country, through bringing jobs back to this country, for making the citizens of this country, make sure they are the ones that get the job, and we're holding China accountable, not just accountable for destroying us with the coronavirus, but, you know, they have stolen our manufacturing jobs. They make 97% of our antibiotics. We don't want any of that. We can't sit idly by as they enslave their own people, steal our intellectual property, spy on us. So I'm going to be the one through USA Strong to really take them down and build America up. And can I tell you our social media handles? Go ahead. Okay. Well, our website is just USA Strong, but on all socials, we're proud USA Strong. That's proud USA Strong. And uh, people get confused how that happened, especially the pharmaceutical thing. And, and I'll be honest, until this coronavirus stuff, I didn't. Re- I knew they had taken some. I didn't know they had such a high percentage of our pharmaceutical capability. Walk me through. Remember, I went to community college. I'm not some fancy lawyer like you. Walk me through how that happened. I'm not fancy. I will tell you that much. But, you know, you can look at any sector here in the United States, and it's been a gradual breakdown of that America first business model. And because the Chinese have come in, this is a calculated endeavor that they've been doing since, what, the 70s, 80s, 90s. And they want to silently, tacitly, manipulatively take us over. It's not going to be through bombs and guns. It's going to be through things like this, chipping away at our manufacturing. So first they come in, the Chinese Communist Party would undercut our prices on whatever we were selling here, whether it's anything from a chair to a cabinet to a pharmaceutical product. They would flood our market with cheap imitations. The American company would go out of business. There would be nothing left but rubble and would be forced to buy the Chinese products. And then they would jack up the product price so we would be paying just as much as you would if it was made in America. So slowly and surely, they chipped away at our manufacturing, took it all overseas, and we woke up, you know, decades later with American communities decimated, people on government assistance, people with higher drug problems, child abuse, homelessness. The list goes on and on, and you can really attribute this all to China's tactics for taking over our country. 
in destroying manufacturing. Okay, how did we let it happen, Aaron? Did we? Is this a situation where we saw it happening and we were too weak and pathetic to stop it, or we just flat out didn't see it happening and those dirty commies just undercut us right in front of our face? So that's a really, really, really poignant and good question. And the book that helped me the most understand this is Michael Pillsbury's 100-Year Marathon. And basically, to answer your question in a longer fashion, that we thought if we helped China, they will become a democracy and a partner. If we just give them X, Y, or Z, if we facilitate them with this, that, or the other, they will assimilate and be like us. That was from top-down, left-right, center Republican, Democrat, FBI, CIA, everyone. But what we slowly started to realize was that our help and benevolence was rewarded with trickery and deceit. And now it is finally coming to light because of our president. And we are finally seeing just how evil China is. I mean, when I tell people about they have slave camps there, they have slave labor. There's a group of people called the Uyghurs. They are a largely Muslim Turkish minority. They are starving. They are put on buses blindfolded and sent off to slave labor camps. This is not a science fiction movie. This is a fact. This is what's going on in modern day China. They use these people for organ harvesting while they are alive. China pretends to have the most benevolent organ donation system in the world. There's nothing kind about this. They're stealing people's organs. The women are robbed of their children because they give their children to the slave labor camps or forced to abort their children because they don't just, if they don't have a use for them at the time. It is a disgusting process. And by the way, right now we speak about the NBA speaks about Black Lives Matter. The treatment of, of, of black people in China is also horrible. Um, they don't have respect for any culture, no religion, and it's, it's, it's a really terrifying state of affairs. Okay, so NATO, United Nations, all these groups we've created post-war to, to help make sure that these horrible human rights abuses will never happen again. The truth of the matter is, Aaron, they don't do anything and they're useless. And these human rights abuses are just something that's always going to go on. Is that what you're telling me? No, I think that right now that we have the right people in place. We have the Marsha Blackburns and Tom Cotton that are doing everything they can to combat this through legislation. And you spoke about um, one of the memes on our Proud USA Strong page says, communist China's greatest propaganda tools, UN, WHO, and NATO. I mean, these people that should be looking out for the greater good of the world are so beholden to China because China throws money at them. Don't and we, a lot of these people are being bought and sold. But don't so we luckily, throw more money, Aaron? Don't we, don't we throw more or at least as much at them? Do we just not use our influence the way they do? I think that initiatives, whether it's tariffs and some of the World Trade Organization cases that some people have won here in the United States for their industries, we are we are taking them down. Uh, I have a documentary coming out at the end of September, God willing. I focused on a cabinet manufacturer in Alabama, and they are an American company supporting an American community and supporting the American economy. And they fought back through the World Trade Organization and um, beat you know, beat beat them five five to zero. So this is a unanimous decision, and it built back up two hundred fifty thousand American jobs and stopped the Chinese imports of cabinets by ninety percent. Okay, so we're doing well. Is Biden a regression, we're- or have the Democratic has the Democratic Party waken up, woken up to this China disaster, or are they still all in on the China thing to try to keep things the way they were? 
I understood the Democrats, I think I would be a very, very, <laughs> very rich lady. Uh, to be honest, I predict, and this isn't really your question's answer, but it's going to be the answer. Any, I predict that President Trump is going to win by a ridiculous landslide because everything that the Democrat Party is pushing doesn't even pass the smell test. Like, you smell that, you're like, yeah, that's rancid. No one should be defunding the police. These riots in the streets, when you turn on CNN and they say it's mostly peaceful, I lived in downtown Center City, Philadelphia, and there was nothing peaceful about it. I'm terrified to go home to my community of 20 years. And these are Democrat-run cities. And by the way, Mayor Jim Kenney of Philadelphia, don't tune out if you don't care about Philadelphia, but he won't let people dine inside. Someone took a picture of him dining inside in another state that's more red. These hypocrites, these liars, these pieces of crap. For the reason why Trump is winning. How blue is Philly? Because it's so funny you brought that up. I, I didn't even think about that. I covered that story right before you came on the air and these hypocritical pieces of garbage. How blue is Philly? Is there a chance there's a law and order? I mean, I don't expect some you know, no, mediating and conservative, but is there a chance no. we take it back? Well, there's a, our district attorney is a George Soros um degenerate our mayor is has three brain cells even his own community in south (laughs) philly that's so loyal hates him the only hope we have for philadelphia and other big cities like this are the firemen communities the the communities where the police officers live the police people that are are working in the unions that understand democracy um south philadelphia is that community and you know the the they're the police officers and they say we can't go on like this this is insanity so I think slowly but surely we're chipping away, but the blue cities are a disaster and people are leaving them in droves. I posted a meme on my Instagram yesterday. It was, it said U-Haul employee of the month and it was New York's mayor de Blasio because the once beautiful upper West side is covered with naked, exposing themselves to child molesters and pedophiles and serial rapists that they've let out of jail. No one wants to live like that. No one deserves to live like that. No one needs to live like that. Aaron Elmore, appreciate you. I appreciate you. Be good. It would be nice to take back one of these big cities, man. I heard Philly has good eating. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. You work hard for your money, don't you? I do. And if you've made the sacrifices, the little mini sacrifices time and time again where you didn't spend every dime you made and you're putting money away and putting money away, what if the government in its own idiocy ruined all that and took it all away? This is not some pie-in-the-sky horror movie scenario This is going to happen. It is a fact. The federal government is printing trillions with a T in unbacked currency. If all your money is in stocks and bonds, all that money you've been saving up, you could lose it with the snap of their fingers. It could happen any day. I don't want it to happen to you. Go get a gold IRA from Gold Alliance. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Find out everything they do today.
Joe Biden. Like a groundhog seeing how much more winter there's going to be is emerging out of the ground. He is popping his head out. He is starting to slowly schedule in-person campaign events. And it is beyond belief. Democrats have to be the luckiest people in the world about coronavirus. Otherwise, he never would have gotten away with hiding in his basement for this long. This is a man who needs care. As a human being, Joe Biden needs rest. He needs care. He has the financial means to get himself in a comfortable, stress-free place where he can get care. People who are going through what we all think Joe Biden is going through need rest, relaxation, and care. I've seen it more than once in my life. That's what they need. What they don't need is stress. And yet Joe Biden is running to be president of the United States of America. And if you think the campaign trail is stressful, wait until you sit behind the resolute desk and make life and death decisions daily. The job itself would kill Joe Biden. It would kill him. He can't do it. And Democrats have lucked out. Coronavirus popped up. They've been able to hide him. Only now they have a problem. Now, people aren't as worried about coronavirus as we get more information. People are getting very worried about these Democrat-run cities burning down. They're getting very worried about Democrats repeatedly pushing for this. And in case you're wondering, in case you forgot... Democrats repeatedly encouraged violence. Listen, listen to this. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere.
and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before election day in November and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. The country heard that. They encouraged it. Now things are burning. People are blaming Democrats. The polls show people are blaming Democrats for this. And so Joe Biden is now at a place. He's not ahead in the polls. People are afraid of Democrat rule. He must emerge from the basement and start doing in-person things. So Joe Biden comes stomping out there to do one in-person thing. One. And this is how it went. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. That's unedited. I can't see how they can pull this off. I, 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 someone explained to me how Democrats can pull off an election win with this. We have Democrat cities burning, the public blaming Democrats for it, rightfully so, and we have the Democrat presidential nominee as a non-functioning adult. I don't see how they can pull off a win unless... Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I cannot see a way for Biden to emerge from this. As we stand, two months is a long time. As we stand, if it was held today, I can't see a way he gets out of this as president of the United States unless we really have yanked so far to the left 
unless this white guilt thing is so pervasive, the social justice people have taken over so much that we've just simply lost it. When you look at how this stacks up, it's a, it's a Donald Trump win, right? I hope so. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. I just don't see how Democrats turn this around unless the culture's lost or unless they are successful in convincing enough of the American public that this violence is Trump's fault. Don't change the channel. Allow me to explain. That's obviously ridiculous. It's not true at all. 100% Democrat encouraged, Democrat owned, Democrat cities, not Trump's fault. He's offered to help, so don't call an election. It's not Trump's fault. No, it's not. I'm not talking about you. You and I have to remember this. I struggle with this. I don't decide elections. You do not decide elections. You are somebody who tunes into my show to listen to talk about history and politics. You are wired in. You are up on the news. You know what's going on in the world. Therefore, you don't decide elections. I wish you did. I wish I did. That's not what decides elections. What decides elections is the guy who voted for Barack Obama twice and then turned around and voted for Donald Trump. That is a 30,000-foot view voter, and nobody knows how to get a hold of that guy because that guy doesn't pay attention. If you voted for Barack Obama twice and then turn around and voted for Donald Trump, you don't have any idea what you believe politically. None. Zero. That guy. And look, maybe he's happier than you and I, that guy. He doesn't tune into politics. He's not on social media. He's not He's not tuning in every night. He gets home from his job, talk to the wife, talk to the kids, maybe do whatever he does for a hobby for a little while, eat some dinner, 
maybe if there's no sports on that night, sits back, puts his feet up, and turns on what? And turn on my TV show. And turn on my radio show. That guy's going to put his feet up. Let's see what's on CNN. Ah, let's see what's on NBC Nightly News. Ah, man. Trump's causing the riots? Ah, man, that sucks. Anyway, on to Netflix. And then he's gone. That's driving you nuts. I can see you screaming at the radio with your blood pressure getting ready to blow a vessel in your forehead. Me too. However, angering as that may be, it is a fact. It is the low information voter in swing states who decides who will be the next president of the United States of America. You and I do not decide it. So don't dismiss this media shift you're seeing that is the the riots are Trump's fault. Biden changed his tune overnight when he saw bad poll numbers and decided to go with this thing of all this is taking place under Trump. And what did you see? Instantly, the American media shifted with Biden and carries his message now. This is taking place under Trump. It's kind of Trump. Why did Trump do this? It's Trump, Trump, Trump. You can laugh that off and roll your eyes as ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But this stuff matters. I want you to listen to this again. I want you to listen to this again. This is reality. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of them. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's reality. Maybe we'll put that clip up on our Jesse Kelly show Twitter page. 
So you can send it to all your friends and family when they try to change their tune. Now, let's have a long talk about freedom. What it means to be free, Chris. It's more than just the Constitution. This is what I mean. The Oklahoma City Police Department responded to a Taco Bell in the 1,000 block of South Meridian Saturday night just before 9 p.m. in reference to a call about a man going through the drive-thru naked. According to police reports, Christopher Sale, 61, was in his vehicle in the drive-thru completely naked. Sale paid for his order at the restaurant and then reportedly asked the employees for an additional taco. This is America. One of the employees was not comfortable with this, and another employee gave the gave him the additional taco when he asked for more sauce, still not leaving the drive-thru. Sale asked for napkins. They get messy after receiving the sauce and then eventually left the drive-thru, only to come back and ask for more sauce for his food. When police were able to detain Sale, he told them he was hungry and that all his clothes were in the washer. He also stated to police that he didn't know it was against the law to drive naked. (laughs) Naked in the Taco Bell drive-thru at 61. Now, this brings up some interesting questions, Chris. Is he a... 61 and looks 91 because he's had an entire life of drugs and alcohol and now he's kind of out of his mind? Or is he the 61 I aspire to be of 61 not caring anymore, not offending anybody? I'm not showing anybody my my tiddly bits. I just feel like living life to the fullest on my way to T-Bell. Maybe adjust the air conditioning vents, make sure everything's cooled off down there. It was hot today. What, Chris? I will say he probably screwed up with the second loop through in the drive-thru. However, in his defense, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. In his defense, I've gone back through the drive-thru before. I've gone back through the drive-thru before when they've messed something up. When I have asked for ranch and I don't get my ranch. When they forget whole items. If the line's not long, I'll go back through. I don't care about the extra ingredients I'm going to get on my burger. Hang on. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. 
Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Chris brings up an excellent point. You get what you get in Taco Bell. Let's be frank, Taco Bell is delicious. Taco Bell's affordable. It is my go-to Mexican restaurant, especially now that I'm in Texas. But the hiring at Taco Bell, it's, I want to know what it is, Chris. Is it weird? I have this real fascination with Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell and the comparisons between them, and this is what I mean. Chick-fil-A Their service is incredible, incredible, polite, prompt, dynamite, just dynamite service every time. They hardly ever screw your order up. I mean, Chick-fil-A is dynamite. Taco Bell is so bad. Half the time, the guy taking your order is clearly stoned. They clearly don't care. They don't want to be there. It all sucks. But they're pooling from the same pool of potential employees. How is it humanly possible that Chick-fil-A pooling from the I have I have both in my area. I have a Chick-fil-A and a Taco Bell of 75 feet from each other, maybe 100 feet from each other. So when I say same area, I mean same freaking area. The Chick-fil-A Polite, prompt, dynamite every single time. The Taco Bell, utter disaster. Complete disaster every time. My question is, and you're welcome to email me if you have any experience, inside baseball experience, with either of these restaurants. I will keep it 100% confidential. I'll leave your name out of it. I don't care. I want to know. What are they doing? What are they not doing? What is the hiring process, the training process at Chick-fil-A? How extensive is it that you can get a bunch of 16, 17-year-old kids to be polite, well-mannered, look you in the eye, efficient, on the spot, consistently at every Chick-fil-A across America, and vice versa, Taco Bell? How is it humanly possible that you can consistently assemble the biggest morons in any age group and have them all work in your restaurant. What are you doing? What are you not doing? Is there any vetting process at T-Bell? There can't be, right? Oh, are you alive? Can you show up tomorrow at 5? You're hired. There's certainly no drug testing, and I'm not king, you know, anti-drug being in your all up in your business type thing. But there's, there's no way they're drug testing at Taco Bell. Zero chance they're drug testing. 
There's no way there's any vetting. I'll be shocked if there's an interview. If there is, it has to, I'm not kidding, Chris. If there is, it has to be one question, right? It has to be, it, it has to be, are you able to make it into work at least half the time? Do you have enough money for the bus to make it to work? That has to be it. What? Chris feels like despite all Taco Bell's shortcomings, it's more delicious. Well, here's the here's the deal. It's Mexican food. Mexican food is, by its very nature, more flavorful than most other foods. You have onions. You have sauces. You have cheeses all over the place. You have, Chick-fil-A is just – Chick-fil-A does one thing, does it really well, and they've turned it into you know a multi-billion dollar industry. Taco Bell is more diverse. See, you say Taco Bell doesn't have to have the great staff. They know you'll come back. Maybe it's simply that, but can't you make the argument? I mean, I admit Chick-fil-A's food is phenomenal. It's probably not the best chicken out there. Full disclosure, Church's chicken, Popeye's chicken, probably at least both as good, if not superior. Chick-fil-A doesn't have to have incredible service. They don't. That's probably the smartest thing you've ever said on the show, Chris, which is admittedly quite a low bar. Chris said, who's the other fast food Mexican joint? I realize there's a couple other smaller ones. I do, you know, Taco Cabana, Taco John's, things like that. But on a national level, national powerhouse level, there's nobody who competes with Taco Bell to be the fast food Mexican joint. Chick-fil-A has a bunch of competitors. KFC, Popeye's, Churches would be probably the main ones. I'm sure there's probably one or two I'm forgetting. Cane's. Even though Cane's chicken is dog meat. It is dog meat. I'm not, I'm not sorry about it at all. I'll not apologize. Cane's is another one of those people. They do one thing really, really well. Their chicken I don't care. You can write me all you want about, ah, it's never frozen. I've had canes more times than you can count. Every single time, the chicken is rubbery trash. But Cane's sauce is so good, I am not entirely convinced that Jesus Christ himself did not hand the recipe to the disciples before he ascended back into heaven. I am serious about that. That stuff is absurdly good, and they know it's good. They gave you this one little two-ounce cup with it and then charge you like $90 for an extra cup because they know you're going to want an extra cup. It's so good. Cane's is so good, the sauce. They even can get away with serving up those disgusting crinkle-cut fries. Nobody likes crinkle-cut fries. Nobody. They serve those disgusting crinkle-cut fries with it. I still eat them because I take it, and it's just one more vehicle to get the sauce in my mouth. I dip the chicken in the sauce. I dip the fries in the sauce. They give you that little Texas toast with it. I dip the Texas toast in the sauce. Gosh, that's fantastic. Now, listen to me. Now my mouth is watering, and I'm starving. Starving. Dang it. Churches, though, man. As we've talked about before, there's no greater side item in the United States of America on a fast food menu 
than Church's Chicken Cheddar Peppers. They take the jalapenos, and instead of putting like a whole side slice in there, they chop them up, and oh my gosh, they're fantastic. Jack and the Box Curly Fries are on that list, Chris. Nothing touches cheddar peppers. There's no. I have had moments. I'm not proud of it. I want to, I'll be honest. I'm not proud of this. I've had moments when I'm out. I'll be in between meals and driving by a church's, and I'll stop just for an order of cheddar peppers to munch on on the way down the road. They're that fantastic. Now, there's a drawback to churches. Inevitably, churches' chickens are in the worst neighborhood possible. I don't remember the last time I've seen a church's chicken where all the lights in the church's sign were actually functional. You do risk serious assault or just being mugged even walking by a church's chicken, but gosh, is it fantastic. See, Chris just badmouthed KFC. Now, KFC went all in on the stupid Black Lives Matter stuff, so I'll never eat KFC again. However, KFC's not bad, dude. KFC's underrated. I'll tell you what's good. Their chicken wings, they have these breaded chicken wings, dynamite. They're extra crispy. They really invented the extra crispy, extra crunchy chicken, which everybody knows that's the best part of the chicken. That's fantastic. Don't shake your head at KFC. They and again, but again, they blew it too for fries, wedges. Dude, I don't want a baked potato. That's why I ordered fries. My fries need to be as thin and crispy as humanly possible. Wedges. That's foul. I'm not defending Chick-fil-A's waffle fries, Chris. Don't put me in that corner. They're disgusting. They're disgusting. I don't know how people get away with it. Again, it's amazing what Chick-fil-A gets away with. All right. Hang on. Atlantic Flag and Pole is more than just a family company full of patriots. Their product is outstanding. They have this Phoenix telescoping flagpole kit. It has an interlocking sleeve design. That means what what it means to you is there's no rope and pulley. The swivel rings on it allow your flag to just fly around instead of balling up on the pole. I know you know what I'm talking about. But more than all that, The aluminum flagpole is American-made, American engineering. That's important. Our American flag needs to be flying now more than ever. This country needs a big, big dose of patriotism. I couldn't be prouder to speak on behalf of somebody than I am on Atlantic Flag and Pole. Go to AtlanticFlagPole.com. That's AtlanticFlagpole.com. Enter the discount code JESSE. Get 10% off your flagpole. Joining me now, as he does every single Tuesday at this time, former Air Force PJ and host of World News with BK, 
BK, I've got this thing where I'm not so sure it's a good thing if Donald Trump wins the election, and this is what I mean. I think it'll give people on the right a false sense of security where we are culturally in this country. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I can't blame you for that, Jesse. And honestly, I, it's funny you mentioned that because just last weekend on the podcast, I was saying, in a way, there's part of me that actually hopes he loses because as much as he makes everyone completely insane on Twitter as president, imagine, if you will, for a moment what he's going to be like on Twitter when he's not president anymore. I mean, <laughs> it, it's going to be like, it's going to be a bloodbath, like, every single day. Nobody's going to be listening to the president-elect Biden, that's for sure. They'll be, like, just Trump, like, constantly. They'll be, like, blasting people. Oh, yeah, that guy, I hired him. He's a total bum. I can't, you know, so there's a silver lining to, there's a silver lining to everything. So, Are you uh, saying, in a way, in a way, I can't wait. Are you trying to say you don't think Trump is just going to quietly be the reserved I, ex-president who doesn't say anything? Hell no, because now, I, that, and I've been saying that for months now, Jesse, I was like, dude, when Obama came out and started bashing on Trump, I'm like, oh, it is on now. Because now, you know, there's, and you know, Trump was never going to be, he was never going to abide by that decorum where the former <laughs> president doesn't criticize the, the city one anyway. But dude, now he can just be like, hey, they did it to me. They all got together and trashed me. So, hey, it's on now, baby. So, yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. So that's something to look forward to. If you're a huge Trump guy and he loses, um, uh, that's a silver lining, is that it's going to be great. And he'll make the media just as insane. And nobody's going to be listening to Biden. I mean, get out of here. BK, there's an article out in New York Times. I'm sure you've seen it today about how racist the Marine Corps is and passing up generals of color and things like this. And I've tried to explain to people before. It's, oh, I haven't it's, seen it. It's the only place I've ever been, a grunt platoon is the only place I've ever been that was as race-free as you can be because we were horrible to each other. We had all the races right. in there. We said the worst racist things to each other's faces at all times, and we laughed, and nobody cared. Yep. And adjusting no. to, to not doing that in the civilian world has been a huge adjustment for me. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, like you said, I've, I've heard guys say stuff that where even I am like, dude, too far. You know? <laughs> you know? and, and, but that's just the way it is. It's a brotherhood, you know, and uh, that somebody in the civilian, like you can't expect some goofy New York Times columnist steeped in wokeness, Jesse. To understand anything like that, they don't understand what it's like to sweat, you know, alongside somebody or go through war with somebody and that brotherhood that you form, and it doesn't matter. And like you said, it's there's that is probably the least racist place on the planet. Like, you know, real racism. Like on the outside, yeah, you're like listening to ten minutes of a conversation in Marine Corps <laughs> barracks, and you're like, dude, we need to set this place on fire and just start over from scratch. But it's all out. But it's all out of love, you know. And, and they don't they don't understand that. Is this a product? Is this a product of an overly feminized society where we have we have we've gotten to the place where people can't just acknowledge that's how dudes relate to other dudes. You give if if, you, if I'm not giving one of my buddies crap, it's because you're not one of my buddies. Right. I I, I don't know if it's that more more so. Like I often compare this new 
kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, age of wokeness or whatever. It's almost like a religious cult at this point. You know, as I was watching that video, the infamous video of the people confronting the woman diner in D.C., chanting, demanding oh. that she raise her hand and perform their ritual and screaming at her. And it's like it just reminded me of cult members. And, uh, you know, you're going to go to hell unless you perform our desired ritual. And it's it, and it seems like it, we have now these like militant bands of enforcers who go around like enforcing the dogma of this new religious cult. And those enforcers are like these people in the media, which, you know, the funny thing, Jesse, to me is I will never understand. I thought all these journalism jobs were going away and there's like, you know, a bazillion journalists for every job. So I don't know why if I was the New York Times, when all that stuff happened, when the staff revolted, I would have just fired every single one of them and like, well, I can replace you. It's not like you're not like a skilled, you know, contractor or anything <laughs> like that or somebody's hard to replace. You're a dime a dozen. You're a blogger, dude. You're easy to replace. But they, they're they so terrified and petrified and paralyzed of these people, it blows my mind. Do I even want to ask if you have one of your six stories this week? Or, or... <laughs> yes, uh, for sure. Well, I heavily covered the incest uh, mom and son. You probably saw that, where a wife <sighs> in Massachusetts, yes, walked in on her husband, Tony, having relation like, in the act, bro, with his mom, Cheryl. And uh, Cheryl, I don't want to impugn a woman's physical looks or anything. She's she's pretty far from milfy, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where you go from there. Where do you go once you walk in on your husband having sex with his mother? Ooh. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that's going to last too long. Oh, oh gosh, what is wrong? <laughs> With you, BK. What is wrong with you? How do you even people send stories? People send people send me this stuff day and night. You think I'm like? I mean, I look. I look too. But honestly, it's like people just sending me stuff. My legions of uh, you know creepy podcast listeners that I love so much. I'm so glad I don't get sent stuff like that. You know what I get? I get history stuff every day. See, my stuff's interesting, and it doesn't make me want to vomit in a trash can. It's so much better than that. I mean, I get the I get the gross stories, you know, occasional like, hey, sup, you know, text from the uh, from the chicks on Instagram, you know, stuff like that, which is, uh, you know, they, they see the pictures, they see the jacked arm body and the great hair and the tan and the uh, and they're like, they're like, I got to get on that, you know, and I can't blame them. How are you still working out? I thought all the gyms in California were closed. I got the double kettlebells in the yard, baby. We we we're throwing them around. What the you, double fifty three, the double fifty three pounders. That's all you need. Fifty three pounders. What are you doing with fifty three pounders? Uh, let's see. Well, the base just to warm up. People always ask me, like, well, what's your routine? I'm like, dude, just pick them up and walk around a little bit. You know, the, like farmers carry as they're called. But uh, you we walk around as a hundred pounds. You're gonna you're gonna get worn out. And then after that, honestly, I just do a lot. I do like a lot of overhead snatches, a lot of overhead presses, um, at feet elevated push-ups on the kettlebell handles, handstands, Oof. Turkish get-ups. By the way, um, and I of course I do them all in the shortest shorts possible. Uh. And my neighbors looking down can see my glistening abdominal veins, the sheen <laughs> of sweat, the eight-pack. Uh, it's it's striking, Jesse. I'm not gonna lie. I think yeah. they uh, they really appreciate the show I put on for them. BK, why aren't feds throwing Antifa guys in the back of vans? <laughs> That's I've been saying that forever. I'm, I don't know why they're not doing like mass arrests, which they should have done immediately 
in Portland, and they didn't. And I can't figure out why. I'm like, why didn't you just start swooping dudes up and throwing them in prison, like, right away? I'm all about, you know what, if you want to go scream at the cops, march down the street, fine, do all that stuff. But, I mean, if you once you start throwing fires and setting police stations on fire, I would like to think, Jesse, that they are going through surveillance and compiling, like, you know, doing the legwork so they can just swoop up and nab a bunch of these guys at the same time. That's generally how organized crime and RICO investigations work. But uh, who who knows what they're doing? I don't know. I'm waiting for it to happen. I mean, Portland's been going on 90 days. Yeah. And the mayor there, like I told you a long time ago, Jesse, I'm torn. Part of me just wants, you know what, this is what the people voted for. Yeah. So if they want a city where these, these dorks are, like, setting fires every night, that's what you voted for. Enjoy it. But, you know, Trump is being seen as soft. I get that, too. So it's kind of a no-win situation. Host of the World News with BK podcast. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse. Maybe we're on to something here. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. New York Times is having a banner day out here banner day headline as as guns get drawn at protest sites demonstrators fear a volatile new phase yeah yeah you should and that's a good thing there are things you do in life that should make you afraid. When you're holding on to a Molotov cocktail, walking up to a used car lot to set it on fire, you should fear for your safety. It keeps society in check. It holds a balance. Before you violently assault a police officer, You should fear for your safety. It keeps a balance. 
I want people to know if I come knocking on the door of the Kelly house after dark, I am not in a safe place. That's good. These people have had way, way too much time feeling safe while they hurt other people. You shouldn't feel safe when you burn, when you burn, loot, assault, and murder. You should constantly be looking over your shoulder, worried about your future. And I told you all this was coming. At the very beginning of all this looting and rioting and insanity, I came on here and told you there's going to be a response. If they don't stop these now, there's going to be a response. There's going to be a response. And here we have it. Now you have American civilians armed up surrounding businesses and you already had violent confrontations with people dying. It will not stop. There will be more people dead in the street unless these Democrat mayors stop these things now. That's not a wish. I don't want anybody hurt. It is a fact, though. It is a fact. Stop these things now. Or somebody else will. It's a fact. Just a fact. Headline, DHS chief, this is from the DHS, DHS chief, Chad Wolf is his name, by the way. The feds are targeting and investigating heads of BLM, Antifa, and those who fund them. Thank the good Lord on high, it's about daggone time. Quote, I know the Department of Justice has charged about 74, 75 individuals there in Portland with different federal crimes. We will continue to see how those investigations are going. Department of Justice is also targeting and investigating the head of these organizations, the individuals that are paying for these individuals to move across the country. That is what I'm talking about. It's about time. We've had domestic terrorism for months now in the United States of America. Not just the people on the street, the people paying for it. And I will say this. If these people are domestic, if they are American citizens, and you're paying for civil unrest in American cities, you should be charged as a terrorism financier the same way any other terrorist in the country, any Muslim terrorist would have been charged as a terrorism financier if he was an American citizen or if he was a foreign national. We may have sought out justice by other means. This is terrorism. It doesn't have to be Islamic. This is terrorism. Burning down businesses, assaulting people, murdering people, which they've been doing, is not activism. It's not a protest. It's not guaranteed under the First Amendment. This is terrorism. This is no different than that guy in Orlando walking into a nightclub and mowing down 50 people. It's not. It's no different. It's real. I'm glad we're doing something about it. I hope 
we're actually doing something about it. And I'm not going to go King Cynic, Chris, and say nothing's going to happen. Maybe it will. Maybe the Trump administration is taking this serious enough. Maybe they are going to use the power they have as they should and go after the people who have ruined lives. And let's remember, not only have these people ended lives, they've ruined people's lives. They have. They've ruined people's lives. I'm glad someone is trying to make them feel pain for it. Somebody should be in jail over this for a long time. And I can't believe we're at a place that is a country where we have allowed this for 90 days. Shoot, forget allowed. Where we've encouraged this for 90 days. Man, that sucks. I don't want you to be evicted from your home. But if somebody gets a hold of your home title, title, one of these cyber thieves, and they take a loan out against your home, and you don't pay that loan back, which you probably wouldn't because you wouldn't even know you took the loan out, they will evict you from your home. First, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address and see if you're already a victim. You might be. While you're there, sign up. Use the code JESSE. Get 30 free days of protection because once they get it, it's too late. Once they get a hold of your home title, there's no saving you then. So prevent that now. You have home insurance, don't you? You have car insurance. You have medical insurance. If you're going to do that, why not get HomeTitleLock.com and protect your finances? HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code JESSE. That gets you 30 free days of protection. If you missed any part of the Jesse Kelly show, you can catch the entire thing on Google, iHeart, Spotify. You can subscribe on iTunes leave a five-star review, and leave a comment talking about how handsome I am. We have a really, really cool story for tomorrow, and almost undoubtedly, one you haven't heard before. I'm not going to give you any hints because I don't want you going out tonight and trying to dig into it beforehand. I'm going to leave you sitting there in suspense. Maybe I could give one tiny hint. It was in America. There's your, what, Chris? This is, you're lucky they got that. Again, go subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star review. You can email me. You're welcome to. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's jesse at jessekellyshow.com.
Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit labradorenergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit labradorenergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.
The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time 